what I learned and I learned critically is that when people get to know you and know what you're about and what your essence is, they then trust you on a personal level. So then whether you're a plumber, whether you're a carpenter, whether you're a chiropractor, whether you're a coach, whatever, they're going to trust you because they trust the person. All right, well, welcome to Wabi Sabi. And uh, this Hello, is session everybody. number three. Hey, uh, Jim, how's your week, man? How's, how's everything? I, I, how's life I, in I've, Spain? I've had a great week, great week. Uh, Lawrence, you might have seen yesterday uh, our dog arrived yes. from Australia. Australia. So happy, so, so excited for you. Th- thank you, thank you. It was, my, it was tears in motion. There's a lot of tail wagging, and that was just me. That wasn't even the dog, right? So I was super excited. Um, we spent like six hours, six and a half hours at the airport just doing the paperwork, right? So um, it's it's hours. six and a half hours, you know, like because you've got to go from this place to that place. You've got to get a stamp, you know, like it's just there's no efficiency. Hey, so Jim, why was that on not on Facebook? Why was that on on the post, right? <laughs> I just want to, you know, I guess it would have, it would have down, downgraded the whole story if I said, hey, I spent six and a half hours at the airport just going from one terminal to the other just getting people to stamp pieces of paper. Well, so you know, okay, so I want, I want to, like, before we continue on this podcast, I want to sort of state yeah. the fact, like, one of the most important things we always hear about on Facebook posts, Instagram posts and stuff, like, the, the life that you see is a projection of the best highlights of anybody's life at any given moment of time. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, in this podcast, we're going to highlight all the, all the other stuff that you never see behind the scenes because we have time to yeah. actually digest that. So, like, yeah. I yeah. think, like, that's important. That's why I mentioned about the six-hour thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is not uncommon when it comes to European, <laughs> being in Europe <laughs> for a waiting six hours. Hours. We, we, we just had a friend, uh, uh, well, a common colleague who just moved here to Portugal. Uh, with the, you know that uh, you know people. I don't want to say any names just in, just in case. But hey, he's he just called me up. Like he arrived yesterday and he's like, hey, my dogs arrived. They use my number just in case to contact. And he's like, yeah, it's like uh, it's two hours now. Uh, they landed two hours ago, and uh, we're just getting a bit worried. I'm like, dude two hours the dog's probably just barely out of the like the cargo yeah, yeah. area like you gotta wait like at least four hours and yeah. don't don't yeah. stress you know so yeah yeah it's amazing yeah, that was it so that was six hours after they told us to go don't even bother coming at so if, oh, wow. if you know if the arrival time was that we ended oh. up we came two hours later as they said and then we still had six hours after that oh that's so, because um, they had to add the siesta in there yeah th- yeah pretty much pretty much so that's a go but listen on on weeks um, you know, anybody who follows Lawrence on, on socials knows that he's actually, his unofficial role is the Ministry of Introductions for everybody who moves to Portugal. Um, how's, how's that been? You've had more dinners, yeah, yeah. more dinners oh out, you said, last time than how long? You know, it's just Dude, like I, uh, Karen was saying, like, you should just post up all the pictures, like, uh, you know, of the people that I had dinner with over the last sort of six, seven weeks. And then just post them and like, this has been like, you know, my last eight months like seriously honestly no joke uh i had at least one visitor that i know like someone you know that i know and i've had dinner with every single week for the last uh six seven weeks in a row one a week and i still seriously have at least three more to go right and Mm. this is going before even up to the day of the event pretty much like you know the event that's coming up in uh that i'm having in in portugal and so like that will be like 10 weeks in a row you know, like where I'm having wow. this one person. And these are a mixture of people going to ask like, so, you know, where, you know, where they come from. Well, like they're fellow chiropractor friends. They're, you know, they're, 
you know, people from Australia, they're friends, like, you know, friends, friends. And then, then there's people that I've never met before other than on Facebook, you yeah. know, like they just reach out and yeah. go, Hey, Lawrence, you know, I hear you in Portugal and uh, I'm coming, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, so I literally met two people in the last two days that I've never met in person. And I met them here in Portugal, which is so strange. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Actually, this is, this is a beautiful little segue into what we want to talk about today, right? I, I was just paying out on you there in terms of um, the, the whole role. But what you've just highlighted exceptionally well is, uh, and really how we came to this conversation mm. was, I was just saying to you just before we started recording, um, we were meant to record tomorrow and we've yep. moved it to a day earlier because I've got a meet and greet with a group of lawyers, bankers um, tomorrow. And that, you know, ordinarily that sounds like a barrel of laughs, that one, but they're really <laughs> people that are a community that, that I want to get connected with. Yeah. And it's amazing where I didn't know these people, but they were really helpful in, in instrumental in helping us get to, to Spain. And I remember reaching out to them at the time and saying, listen, when I get to Spain, in some way, shape or form, I'd really like to collaborate with you. I want to do some work with you in some, in some way. And they, they really took that on. We established a, a professional connection and relationship and I'm going to a meet and greet tomorrow. And really that was the genesis. Yeah, it was a genesis of, because they, they're going to, they work with the ideal clients that I work with. Mm -hmm. And so I looked at that and went, okay, this is an environment. This is a group that it'd be great for me to um, collaborate with, to work with, to get to know, to associate with, yeah. because they have, they service and support the people that I do as well, but in a different capacity. You know, what, so what, what, what highlights though, Jim, like what, what highlights, you know, the, the difference, I think, I think that it's really important. So we'll get into the nitty gritty in terms of, you know, what you're doing, but I think yep. it requires a, a specific mindset around and the, an approach, right? And a mindset, an approach and a philosophy maybe to do what you just are doing tomorrow. Right. And I think that mm -hmm. the mindset is, is that, you know, you, you and I both moved to a, a brand new country, which, you know, I think, you know, a couple of people in Spain, like I knew like zero people. I think here, right? one, one that I knew. Um, so I had one on you. Right. So like, right. we, we kind That's of moved it. into a new country with no, not knowing a single soul, like one or mm. one or two people. Yeah. I knew like, I knew one person here. Uh, I actually knew two people, but one left like a week. You're liar, liar, liar. You said zero. Now yeah, you're I thought two, zero. So I, you... It just reminded me though. It just reminded me. <laughs> and then, so, so it's like a very small group, but yet, right. Yet like you, it's in order to actually go, well, moving into this new country, like you can either do one of two things. Right. One, you go, well, I'll just let people come to me and we'll figure this out. Or you have to be proactive and actually do the work to actually put yourself out there because no one's actually yep. coming to rescue you or coming to yep. make sure you feel welcome. And that's exactly the mindset you did. Like you are being yeah. proactive to do the thing that needs to be done so that you put yourself in situations to be surrounded by, you know, whether it be friends network, whether it be professional network or just a network in, in itself to help you establish yourself even further as a expert or as a, as a person who, you know, who knew who's in need or whatever, like you're positioning yourself that where people can come to you for certain things. Yeah, it's hundred percent. And, and I, this is really relevant. I think, you know, there's always going to be a business slant in terms of what we talk about, because we're always, you know, we, we support people in business, but there's also life principles in there as well too. Um, I, I guess it's a little bit of that. And this isn't something that I naturally do. I have to, discipline myself to it because but it's a little bit of the Jim Carrey yes man where invitations come 
And I've disciplined myself to go, yes, before I go, no, I, can't, I don't want to. It's like, well, what would happen if you said yes, right? Mm. And so that's how it started. And I, I remember distinctly, like, I know even before our move and your move, Lawrence, we've both lived in different areas, right? Mm. I've lived in, in different parts of Australia. I've moved around rural and, and, and city. And I never forget that um, when I moved to a country town called Dubbo in New South Wales, about 500 kilometres west of Sydney, uh, we didn't know a soul either. And day one, I went, I bought a practice uh, there and day one, someone who came in, just I found that the community embraces you if you get involved with them. Mm. And so I day one, I, I got in there and someone asked me a question. I said, yeah, I've been playing cricket. And I said, they said, well, would you like to come to meet our cricket team? And I was un, I hadn't packed or everything, but I just went, yeah, okay, I'll be there tomorrow. And I turned up tomorrow, the next day. I started playing. I played that Saturday. So it was Thursday. I played that Saturday. Uh, within like a year and a half, I was president of the club. Wow. And I, there were probably 100, 150 people by extension I got to know who ended up being clients of our practice. Right. Right. Wow, that's amazing. Now, now I didn't go to get. I go. I went and got to know people and as a result of them getting to know me it gave me the, the i guess the the permission for them to find out more about what i did yeah and and that's the the angle it needs to be your intention sorry the intention needs to be pure right like yeah. you know i think a lot of people sometimes go in intention okay well i'm gonna go in that cricket club so i can get more patients wrong yeah. wrong approach yeah right? wrong because it they're gonna feel it and it's gonna change i think you know you gotta just go and and do the right things and go and do things with for not for just one objective, but like, and then things, good things will happen to you. I, I really believe in that. Right. But I'll, I'll come back to say that, you know, I'm glad you had that great experience in double. And I'll, I've got to admit, you know, one of the challenges I felt when, I mean, I moved around in Australia too, as well. Um, and it's not like I did not establish friendship groups and stuff, but I found it definitely harder. Uh, yep. In Australia specifically, mostly well, because it's a brand new country for me uh, over the last 20 years, but in different places, I definitely found it harder moving into a city uh, as compared yep, to maybe yep. in a country country town. I never 100%. moved into a country town, so I, I, I don't, can't really 100%. comment on that. Yeah, uh, totally, totally, because I, I'm a city kid. I've grown up in the city, mm. and um, my wife, Bettina, has basically grew up in the country, mm. and... Uh, it, it is it is a phenomenal place to live and to work when you're in in a country town because by extension people make it a way of life in terms of meeting and greeting people in yep. in city in the cities energetically you feel it you know people are hustle and bustle they're walking away they don't take an interest in their next next door neighbor or what's going on I mean I, I grew in the city lived in the city for many many years I couldn't tell you who lived three doors up. Unless I really made an effort of it, and yet when I lived in the country, uh, gosh, everybody in the community knew what street, what place they lived in, who they grabbed, everything. Yeah. Um, it was amazing, and you couldn't go socially out somewhere where you didn't know. 50, 60, 70 people. Yeah. And I think that's a massive difference, right? Because I think oftentimes it's not just, and, and I want to point that out, it's because it's, it, it is, I mean, it partly was my fault and in a sense, not false, mm -hmm. but it was partly my responsibility for not going out and engaging myself into certain groups and stuff because, you know, either it's just, I'm an introvert or I just don't care or I didn't, I didn't feel like that I needed to or whatever. I don't know why, but, you know, in hindsight, it was, 
it was, but I do feel that there's a massive difference of what I'm doing here in Portugal than I have been in the past. And, yep. and I'm relating this not for just people who are moving countries, but just as like, this is just an important element for anybody going into business, into an area, into a community or an arena that they're, um, they're not exposed to yet, or they're, it's brand new for them, right? It is, yep. it takes an intent. Like, so depending on the environment you're entering in, definitely change the landscape, but also mm -hmm. too, what changed the landscape is the intention of you taking the responsibility to go and engage. I think that's what we've been kind of talking about yep. over the last five minutes. Yeah. The, the, like for me here, uh, I, I'm not sure how your experience is in Spain, but like here, when I go engage, like whether I've been in a CrossFit class and well, like 80, you know, I would say 80% of people are Portuguese, right? So, um, yep. but then there's, you can spot the English speaking people <laughs> very easily and you go and have that conversation. And, you know, from one conversation, you just kind of, you know, meet up with other English people. And then that has just established in which our friendship group is growing, growing based on just that, you know, and then it goes to paddle and it goes to schools and so on and so forth. But what I'm saying to you is that because they're English speaking, they're not Portuguese. And by definition of that, they're an expat. And by definition of yep. that, they made a leap just like me, right? They yep. made a move. They weren't born in Portugal. They, they were born yep. somewhere else. They lived somewhere else. And we both decided to move here. And so right in the first one second of conversation, yep. we both know we have something in common without even saying a word to each other. And I think yeah, because exactly of that right. commonality yeah, exactly right. makes mm. an easier transition to have a discussion. Whereas if I'm going into a city, like say Sydney, and I walk in and I'm like, well, most of these people have either grew up here or lived here for so many years. It's a little harder to crack because they've already established a friendship. They don't yep. necessarily need another friend. Right. And I'm here I'm trying like I'm trying like I'm trying to crack into certain things. It's harder. I'm not saying it's impossible. I just don't necessarily have the, yeah. you know, not uh maybe personality to do so, but I know I could. I just didn't try as hard. Yeah. And that's something I regretted, you know, in hindsight. Yeah, I mean and that's and that's a great learning experience that you've now taken to, to Portugal. It's, it's it's really interesting, you know, like I, I reckon when you go back to school childhood days, you know, Kids always sort for same. They they look for commonality, and it's like, hey, you got red hair, I got red hair. We're friends, and <laughs> that's bang. That's how it starts. And sometimes you you look to, at friendships in childhood, and you go, how did it, how did we become friends? You go, I don't know, man. I think I just sat with you next to you one day, and we just, do you want to be a friend? Yeah, sure, no worries. But yeah. as adults, as we grow, we kind of break out of that. We've we've got our own stuff we're focusing on. We've got our own priorities, and we don't make an effort yeah. and. And I think it gets hard. It does get harder as you get older because you start, you know, as, as, as we get older, your world starts closing in. And, yes. it, and right now, like you've got kids that are in school age. So this is a time and period where it forces you to keep doing that, whether you want to or not. Yes. Bef times beforehand and times afterwards when it's just you, the natural inclination for most people is to close in their world, not to expand it. Yeah. So consequently, you're going to have less friends than more over time unless you make an effort. Yeah. And, you know, like, so I think you're 100% correct. The, the intention is really important. You know, it's like, why am I doing this? But sometimes, you know, it's the expression of life. It's like, hey, I, 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 want, I love to dance, so I'm going to go out and just join a dance group to expand that part of myself and yep. and I, just for for declaration i'm an introvert like you and i the last thing i want to do is actually go out and, and dance but if i thought that that is what i needed to do i would yeah. find a way to force myself to do it yeah you know well and, uh, and i think what, I one of the that. things that, it doesn't come naturally yeah, well one of the things I've, I've also me and karen my wife uh made a commitment to ourselves like when we moved here was that we're gonna have to do things differently so like we were really intentional about okay 
like, listen, we can't do the things that we did before in terms of how we engaged into the community. We go, we're going to need to do something different because this is brand new. Like, you know, most of these people don't speak English. So therefore it's like, no, we're going to have to figure out, find our tribe and we're going to have to work at this. This is not something like we can just sit back and let people kind of, you know, invite yeah. us that we have to do the work here. And so yeah. that was one intention, but we also did it for another reason, which was for kids, right? Yeah. Because our kids are modeling off of us. And one of the things I, I really sort of started to pick up is like our friend, like, like our kids have friends, but they don't go out of their way to go do things with our, with their friendship groups and, you know, and, and friends. And, and I'm thinking, okay, they're definitely picking that from us. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And we're like, yeah, because most of my friends are all over the world. So it's a little hard to yep. get together, <laughs> you know, like you should, yep. have to travel yep. somewhere else to, to go there. You know, I don't have necessarily like a lot of friends around the corner. And so therefore we go, no, no, we're going to have to change that. And so we have our intentional, not just for ourselves, but we intentionally go, we have to like, we yep. have to allow ourselves to do the hard work so they can start mimicking it and start, start to learn through it. And we have to talk out loud about like the difficulties around that, the challenges that come along with it. So they also hear that how hard it actually can be at school and be okay with because that's what mom and dad are going through too and i think yeah, so for us totally. it's really an important element to to make sure that they're, they're learning from us um and it's been a fun experience doing that way yeah i think that's a really great lesson i think you just said about modeling it for your kids because fundamentally that's right they're, they're going to look for reassurance and say hey mom dad this is all new i'm a bit daunted by it and if you can go yeah i, I get that because we're in the same boat and this is what we're doing you're actually showing them a pathway. I think that's really helpful. So, yeah. um, so Lawrence, let's just flip it a little bit and let's just say someone was starting a, a business in a particular area, whether it's a town or city, doesn't matter, or they've got, they've been working at a business for a while, but they want to change something about it. You know, can you, can you relate some of the things that you've done in your last, um, five months, six months that, you could basically reflect back to people and say, this is what I found would be a really good strategy of integrating into a community and becoming preeminent or or maybe even last six months or even just your experiences over the, over many years of, of being in business. Yeah. So on top of the things we just already mentioned, like be having intent, like be intentional and you got to, you know, actually put in the work. I think the, you know, one of the most important thing is actually curiosity. So I'm going to use that as a, as a fundamental baseline of it. Curiosity meaning like, so I sort of go back to the school example, but like when you're, when you're kind of meeting parents, most parents are going to want to meet parents from the same year group. So if it's grade nine, yeah. they're going to want to meet parents from grade nine. And so when you're in a brand new, we just recently, we were just in this like brand new, all these new parents come into this group. Oh, like, you know, how oh, so-and-so like what grade are your kids? And it goes, oh, you're in grade six. Oh, I don't have any kids in grade six. So like, they almost kind of like, oh, we don't have the same issue. So should we talk or should we not talk? And it's like, like we can still be, <laughs> we can still have conversation like yeah. just because our kids are not yeah. the same so it's a, it that from, to me it's about finding not just commonalities but being curious right if you're generally yep. curious about the other person it doesn't matter like what grade or what whatever background so i think going approaching uh, a situation is be curious about other people period I find that when yes. you ask enough questions about them, uh, I learned this from, I don't know who, I, I think I learned it from Jay Abraham when he talked about a story. Yeah. Like if you go to a bar and you meet someone brand new, like if you actually just spent an hour asking this person questions, not just for asking questions, but asking questions that you were curious about, about their about their family or about their business. How did they get started? Like, oh, that's amazing. Like, so, but how did you come up with that idea? And, they, and you have this conversation. They just spend like an hour talking to you. They might ask a couple of questions about you. They they will walk away from that conversation thinking that was the best conversation I had, right? Mm. Why? Well, because 
they got the whole time talking about themselves, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. and, and, and that's the fundamental. And I learned that, I was like, oh, curiosity, that's important, right? Because if you get curious and but genuinely curious, right? And it's not just like, there's not a system here, right? It's being genuinely curious about whatever thing you're going to talk about, then you have a chance to really get dive deeper into a conversation and dive deeper into the network. And that that's really helps, I think, such an important element uh, based on what we're talking about. So that would be my tip as one. So um, yeah. what about you? I, I like that. I like that one. Well, for me, it's, it's, it's actually really interesting because for me, if you're giving, like, I think if you become associated with something that's really important to you, that you love, you, you find value in, and you participate in that, you're going to meet people along the way who share that mutual interest and that then becomes the avenue and portal from which to be able to start uh, talking to them about what it is that you do and, and, and et cetera. And I, I, an example I have for this many, many years ago, same, same country town, Dubbo, New South Wales. I'll never forget this experience where I would have, there was an orthopedic surgeon in town and I wanted to get to know him. I wanted to um, meet a lot of the professionals and, and, and they were really good. They were quite an open community health-wise. So we had a great network you know one of the gps delivered our birth, our baby our son he was she he was the last baby that she ever delivered it was one of those um gps who delivered the baby as opposed to an obstetrician but we went into this town this is orthopedic surgeon i kept on trying to contact him i'd call up his office he's busy can't talk to him won't take an appointment won't meet with me i'd probably like tried for like two three months i just got crickets i just got basically stonewalled and I got invited to um, become a, a member of Rotary, Rotary International. I became a Rotarian. And for anybody who, who doesn't know what Rotary is, it's pretty much a philanthropic uh, organisation. It's usually business people get along together and they go out and do things for their community. And so I got invited on to, to speak, number one, uh, at a Rotary club, but then to be invited to join. Lo and behold, this same orthopaedic surgeon was a member of this uh, Rotary club. And when he got to know me, not only did he take my calls, he would refer people to our office. And so what I learned, and I learned critically, is that when people get to know you and know what you're about and what your essence is, they then trust you on a personal level. So then whether you're a plumber, whether you're a carpenter, whether you're a chiropractor, whether you're a coach, whatever, they're going to trust you because they trust the person. And I really learned that a lot, and particularly in a country town where they see through people probably a lot quicker in the quality of the people that, that was a profound lesson for me oh that's beautiful like that that is such an important thing and you're absolutely right when you you got to find the common grounds and then when they can when it's see sometimes it takes multiple mere uh exposure to you yep. on various platforms like if you keep on showing up in various areas not like you know at the rotary club or the gym and then you know on the street like all of a sudden like it just creates this like oh there's a sense of like maybe we're meant to meet or like at least yep. we have something in common um, and that could be a church group if you belong to a church group or religion uh could be a particular you know groups like that all of that stuff adds to an element and we have now something in common i think that there's definitely some trust there so for me another tip would be based on what you just sort of said it's be genuinely who you are don't try to be someone you're not and i know that sounds of course we know that but like, let's talk through that. Okay. I think it's really, really important because the thing is, is that as adults, we would think we know better, but let's face it. Like we almost, of course, we still are hardwired to be, want to be tribal, want to be part of something. Yep. And there's yep. a tendency to maybe try something or do something that you, that you're not necessarily 
uh, that's not aligned with who you are. And yeah. that may get you in the door per se, but in the long run, it's hard to hold on to that mask. So as adults, we should know by now that it's a lot easier to just not have a mask at all and then trying to hold a mask that is not uniquely you. As kids, they're going through that process. It's hard to figure out, you know, there's peer pressure, whether it be drugs, drinking, or any of like, you know, whatever, that's hard. But as an adult, like, you know, fundamentally, if there's certain things like I don't drink, like, and mm. I don't feel compelled so, to yeah. go to a, like, you know, when someone says, you know, let, let's have a beer or something like, no, like I, I don't drink. And like, I'm okay with it. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously we're okay with it, but there's no, I don't need to apologize or justify or figure out what I need to. So like, I mean, not something really small, but the point is be yourself. Don't have to try to, because genuinely then they, they actually then can shape the, who you are and can figure you out. Uh, and then you present yourself and that way that develops more trust. If, if there's similarities, if there isn't, then. Yeah. So be it. Yeah. The the whole conversation about masks could be like five podcast episodes <laughs> yeah. in themselves, Lawrence. So I like I I've just I was there going, hold it, hold it, hold it, just a studio because I, I I love that theme and I totally agree with that. You know, I, I'm gonna give you an example. Lawrence, we're recording in t shirts now, right? Yep. Both of us. For anybody who's, who's just listening to audio. Now, anybody who would know Lawrence and myself from previous careers 15, 20 years ago would know we're a shirt and tie people, right? A suit. Never man, in our suit. wildest dream. A suit. That's what I'm saying. Shirt and tie, suit. It's like, mate, I got a, I got funny, I got photos of myself, Lawrence, when I was a little kid because my mum was a, a, a dressmaker, a seamstress. And at five, I was like dressed up in shirt, suit. I'd go to school and suit, ties, the whole lot. Every other kid. And they're like, why are you dressing up like that? It's like, because my mum does this stuff. And so I'm so comfortable in shirt and tie. It's yeah. not funny. Yeah. And yet as time's gone on and I've just felt more comfortable in my own self, I've realized that I can drop that. Part of that was the, the persona that I felt I had to live up to. Mm. And part of it was just like, okay, well, this is the done thing. But I think, I think you, you talked about dropping the mask and being yourself because this is what I've learned is – when you do that, the people who are waiting for that version of you to arrive suddenly go, I found my person yeah. or I found the, the, the person in there. And so yeah. there's just a totally different shift, you know, and you basically go, listen, whether you want to work with me or not, that's okay. But here's how, I, this is who I am. This is what I stand for. And I'd love you to be a part of that, but I'm not going to be anything other than me. And as you said, you don't, I don't drink either. I really, I don't drink drink. And most of the, my not do, and I don't make them wrong. They, they put it on me for not, but I'm okay with it. I can hold up to that because yeah. I'm clear in who I am and what I stand for. Mm. And it doesn't have to be about alcohol. It's not a don't drink podcast. It's yeah, about absolutely not. Just get, I didn't just even know you didn't to, drink. So <laughs> no, man, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I just, um, it's, it's just not something that I, that, I feel good doing. I just don't feel great in myself when yeah. I'm doing that. So, but it's not about drinking. It's about saying, okay, for you, it may be that you feel that you have to agree with everybody or, or like, or be, yeah. you know, do things so that people think you're nice rather than actually really tell them what you think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, but I will say, I will wear a suit because I, Look damn good in a suit, uh. <laughs> you, and you do that, and the, and the, the the hair that always looks like it's just been cut off. It's just it's you know you you got you got to you got to you got to go with your strengths, Lawrence, and that's different. Well, it, it's one, in but. context, right? So it's like I, you know, so yeah. yeah, it's definitely in context, and yeah, right now we don't need to be in a suit and tie because like yeah. we're just chatting, like two guys chatting yep. over on online yep. in two different countries in Europe, and uh, you know, we don't need to like yeah, exactly. It's it's about being comfortable in your own skin. Um, and that's hard to do. I, I think it's it's really hard to do. I'm trying to think if this is relevant to this conversation, but I think it is because when you're going to new places and networking and meeting new people, 
it's hard not to put up a front. It's hard not to, you know, put up your best self. It's like it's going on a date, right? It's like, I mean, I've been with my wife for like 27, 26 years now. So it's been a long time since it's been on a date, right? So, but, right, I can, I think building friendships, building relationship with your clients, um, all of that, it's the same thing. It's like dating, you know, just Mm -hmm. not in a romantic way. And the reality is that we're all going to put up our best selves, you know, the first couple of times, because that's what we tend to do. But so it's uh, what I, I guess what I'm saying is it's it is really difficult, and I want to just say that out loud. It's it is difficult and it's challenging not to try to shift that mask or try to like present all the best parts about you, right? But I always kind of remember like this is a long game. I'm not trying to win yeah. your friendship in a day. We're not gonna like the chance of me and you becoing best friends on the first time I ever meet you is it's possible, but it's probably mm-hmm. it's not probably it's not very highly likely. It's going to take the intention of going, hey, I had a great chat with Jim. You know, we yep. first met, I don't know, I would say, I venture about seven years ago, I would say maybe. Yeah. And we had a conversation, probably, we had probably, lunch, yeah. um, you know, with a bunch of other people. And then we just never connected again till, I don't know, maybe mm. like last year, maybe a year and a half, yeah. a year yeah. ago, maybe yeah. so. And then, you know, and then it's like this constant exposure over time yeah. and then hinting at something that, hey, we should consider something maybe in the future. Like, so like, these things take time to develop just like a marriage, just like a relationship, yeah. like everything takes time. And I think people, you know, when they go into, so that's, I guess the next rule, or I don't know if it's a rule, but another thing, when you go into these networking situations or building yourself and building that rapport with your new clients, play the long game. Like, don't, don't try to go for the home run on the very first time you meet a community or a group. Like you got to play the long game and just go with mere exposure over time and being you and being intentional all of a sudden, like that will pay off at the end. Don't go for the short wins, go for the long wins, play the long game, enjoy the process and just trust the process. hundred percent. And you're, and you're right though, Lawrence, in that it, it goes against what biologically we're hardwired to, to do and that is to connect to be to be part of a group because you know when historically if we were cut off from a group that was akin to decreasing your chances of survival so most right. people don't like that feeling of being separate alone being someone who who deviates from what everybody else does and particularly in the formative years you know the teenagers and beyond they all want you ever if you ever look at a group of teenagers together the commonality they dress the same they look the same they want to be part of the same group, yeah. right? And it takes a particular person who says, "I can see that, but I'm going to I'm going to basically run my own course." And a great bit of wisdom that I uh, I wish I had known this earlier on, but it's the twenty forty sixty rule of aging. Have you ever come across that? No. The the, the twenty forty sixty rule basically says when you're when you're twenty, you think that everybody's t- thinking and talking about you, right? And you care what everybody thinks about you, right? Yeah. When you're 40, you don't care what anybody thinks about you. And when you're 60, you don't care. And, and you, you, don't, you know, they actually weren't talking about you at all. And you couldn't care at all what they were thinking about you. Right, right. So okay. fundamentally, it goes along the lines of as you age and theoretically get more comfortable in your own skin, you beat to the, to the rhythm of your own drum, mm. you're more comfortable in, in the way you do things. And so you go, look, I'm going to do it this way instead of that way because that gives me personal fulfillment. Yeah. And I think a really beautiful place, you know, everybody that, 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 that I coach that I work with, I, I, when I'm working with them, I, we want to help define what it is that they came to help 
help us work with. But fundamentally, we always go for fulfillment goals. Yeah, absolutely. We always yeah. go for, for, okay, so why are you doing this? So, so is, is, is the process going to make you happy? Are you going to happily achieve? And so nothing, something essential comes out of being true to self first and then acting from that place rather than acting thinking that you're going to get a feeling when in actual fact you're missing that whole boat yeah no absolutely and, and that's such an important thing but I, I don't i wonder if you know it's just a curiosity thing i wonder if you know you mentioned the 20 40 60 is it age or is it because like it takes that long for us to kind of discover part, that part of it part of it is part of it is right part of it is aging because yeah. You know, when you're, you know, when you're in a teenager and um, you want to fit in, it, you're really conscious of what's going on and, and what everybody else says and does. And so, you know, even in the, in the first years of when you're, you know, the new parent, I, you know, I wanted, I read every resource, every book, everything that I could possibly find because I was uncertain. I was looking mm. for certainty. And so I sought it in resources, in people. I wanted to do what everybody else had done before. Yeah. And there's wisdom in that. But then you get to a point where you suddenly go, you know what, hang on, you know, we're on our fifth child now. You know, we've done this several times. I trust myself. Um, it's okay. And so consequently, you develop confidence in self to do it your own way. Yeah. You know, yes, being mindful of the important things, but not buying into the the things that the insecurities, I guess. And so yeah. it plays out all the time where, particularly in this day and age that I'm seeing with people is that the fundamental principles of life, relationships, business are the same. You know, connections, trust, rapport, value. They're the yeah. same. Now, we're, we, we've invalidated some of them because of our pathways to increase efficiency, i.e. social media, et cetera. But fundamentally, the pillars that keep people strong are still the same. Yeah. And the, the more you are able to harness those by being true to yourself, I think that that allows, increases your chances that you'll find someone who's really looking for that yeah. as opposed to the, the front of stage version that you talked about on, on that, that we portray to the world isn't actually the truth. Yeah, and I think that's also an important lesson for us parents too as well. Like I know I fall guilty of this and it's a challenge to hold back to, like it's easy for me to say to my daughter, Kaya, or my son, Christian, it's like, you know, don't let anybody tell you, you know, not that you can't be yourself or like, just go be yourself. Like it's easy for me, right? Because I'm older, but I also got to put myself, I always try to remember, I'm like, yeah, but they're like 14, you know, yeah. they're still yeah. like 11. They're still, they want to fit in. There's that urge. Like, and I yep. can't, you know, although how much wisdom as a parent you want to share with your kids, they're not ready to hear it or experience no. it yet. Yeah. And you got to let them go yep. through that journey. Cause man, dude, I was a freaking lonely kid, man. Like I, that was one of yep. my biggest challenge, um, you know, going, growing up, we can dive into that in a, in a different podcast, but it was a challenging period of time. Like high school, I was telling my daughter, like I hated yep. high school. Oh my God, that I mm. hate high school. And, and it's challenging because like you want to fit in, but no one, if no one lets you in, you're like, just, and you don't have yeah. the tools, you kind yeah. of like, man, like, you know, what am I, who am I like, you know, and all that, yeah. all these questions start popping up. But, and, yeah. but at the same time, in hindsight, like 20, 30 years later, I look back and go, you know what, maybe the connections that I have now and the position that I put myself in, in these, you know, friendships, groups and networks and exposure to the different people around the world probably stem from my eternal desire of a kid that I never got. And so I ended up yep. pursuing it in my life as not as a goal, yep. but as like a desire to do it and, and force myself to really dig deep to find how to do that. If But if I didn't yep. go through that experience, if I was totally accepted in high school or totally accepted in elementary school and all that stuff, 
I don't know if I would have turned out the way I've turned out, right? So, and, and mm. I think that's an important thing to, for us parents, anyways, for parents that couldn't remind ourselves that sometimes your kids got to go through what they got to go through. Uh, you want to guide yeah. them. You're not trying to make it hard, harder, but you still got to let them go through it. It's funny you say that, Lawrence. Not not funny in the ha-ha funny, but but insightful in the way you're saying that because I think I've mentioned before there's a guy called Ben Harvey in, in Sydney who, who I did a program with. It was basically one of my coaching, business, public speaking, all those platforms. There's a whole lot of courses, which are phenomenal courses, uh, by the way, big unsolicited plug to them. But one thing that Ben said that struck me, which is profound, he says, the, uh, and, and he, I remember him speaking to a group of people uh, at, at the seminar and the workshop that we were doing the f- four or five days. And he said, what's the ultimate of, um, objective of business? And, you know, everybody says provide a service, turn a profit. And then the normal um, yeah. things that, that most people come up with. Ben came up with a statement that says the ultimate purpose of business is to find the answer to your own problem and in, and in solving it for other people, you ultimately help yourself. Mm, so I'm going to go back and, and say that, right? Because yeah. in your case, if you find the solution to the problem that you had as a kid, i.e. I yeah. wasn't part of, I was, there was loneliness, yeah. and you by extension of your network groups are helping other people connect, yeah. what you're doing is that you're reinforcing that as a, as a way of life. So co- so consequently, you're, you're healing that part of that wound that you had as a kid. Yep, absolutely. Right? Yeah, and it's and it's beautiful. And I, when I sat with that, I went, "Holy smoke, that's so profound!" Because that's when you you live a life of fulfillment. You actually have this purpose, and you're driven to do things over and above um, the "I've just got to get by." Mm. And I, that really resonated because then I reflected it back on my life and in my world. I went, "There's a hundred percent reason why I'm doing what I'm doing now is purely because of the challenges I had." As a kid, yeah, right, yeah. and so you can link that up, and this is the whole purpose, I guess, of what we're talking about is when you cycle through that and take the learnings and find solutions, you're then actually able to help yourself, help your community by leaning into and being comfortable in who you are for that reason. Yeah, but but yeah, you when you talk about getting people together, I'm one of the people who's flying over to Portugal in a month. Love you to uh, can't wait. Let people know about the program. You're, you're, yeah, so. You know, let's, let's, I'm going to put you on the spot here and just get you to talk a little bit about that for people who may not know that's some of the programs that you run. Um, but I'm super excited about it. It's happening in about a month from the time we're recording now. And you reached out and went, Hey, listen, I'm running this program. I'd love to have you there. Would you come? I went, sure, done. And, and I'm coming. Yeah. So, but you're doing what you just said. You're bringing people together, yep. you know, in an environment you're, you're helping other people and helping that part of you that was missing having people around. So consequently, it gives you a life of purpose and meaning. I know I got really deep there, but yeah, no, something I, just that's switched exactly, in my head. Well, that's exactly what my point was, is that like, you know, yeah. and this is always on my mind. And I know you got older kids, so, you know, you would have gone through this experience. But like, I'm in this process. I know what I do and say with my kids right now can have an absolute impact on their life right on their life journey and um but one of the things that i'm always consciously aware is that our kids today in general i'm just gonna make a generalized statement is that they don't go through that much hardship because we don't give them Mm. that much hardship right and so that's the you know so that's what i worry about like that kind of keeps me up at night and 
because there's a part of me that knows how important those hardships are for the development of who yep, they will yep. become. But at the same time, also then I'm a very protective father that want to make sure I just like make sure that I take good care of them, you know? Like, so I'm torn yep, as a parent. Yep. And, and I think we'll probably discuss this it, in a different podcast, but like it's such an important- Yeah, I think that's a good one. Yeah, It's such an important balance that you have to make as a parent and the choices you have to make. Um, to to recognize that, and I, and and there's no right answer. I'm not looking for an answer, right? I'm not looking for an answer, but I'm just I'm aware, yeah. you know. And um, yeah, yeah, and those challenges are going to be there. And I feel in today's society, we are missing a lot of people are, especially the last two years of what's been happening. We are missing that connection. We are missing connecting with like-minded people. And, and that's, yeah. you know, why I'm creating that event, you know, called beyond. And it's like, we're going beyond the mastermind, the, beyond the typical seminars you go to like this, you know, I didn't want to create another version of something else. I really wanted to see, I mean, I have no idea if it's going to be successful. And by the time this goes out, maybe we'll have done it. And then maybe we'll find out exactly that it wasn't the right thing. I don't care. That's the point. I don't care if it's successful or not. I care about the people that are coming. I just want to have do three things with you. I want to, number one, explore, experience, and elevate each other. So mm-hmm. I want to explore the the connections that we have, explore the the genius that, you know, Jim, you what you're going to bring to the table. I want to explore what Matt's going to bring to the table or what Rachel's going to bring to the table. I don't know what that is. I want to learn. I want to, I don't want to be the one leading. I'll, I'll facilitate, but I want to be yeah. like put together some great people and go, okay, like, what can I learn from you? Like, like how can we all learn from mm-hmm. you know, each other from variety of things from like building businesses, having great relationships to crypto or whatever, and then experience life together, experience dinners and like go have some fun and exploring different places and then elevate each other's knowledge and, and friendships. Yeah. And that's what I really want to create. I just want to that's have awesome. fun with it. That's, yeah. that's, that, that's well, the you, point. You, you, that's, pre- that's pretty much what you said from the outset. And, and I think there were a couple of things that resonated for me when you'd said that was there's an opportunity to, you know, like personal growth is one of my top three values. So it's like I, if I, I'm, you know, as Tony Robbins used to say, you're either growing or you're dying. Yeah. You know, you basically, and if you if you're green, you grow. You're ripe. You're right. And so I have to keep growing in some way, shape, or form. Stagnation to me is like, nah. I just, I that to me, I just makes my skin crawl. So an opportunity to to grow to be around people who have that as a way of life, and also see a new place and you get so to me it was like tick 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 so that's why i haven't uh, told you I'm what my next and, my, but i gotta say like i met someone i, I also like surprise always like surprise as well so don't tell me um if it's gonna well it won't, it's burst, not a surprise but, but um, i'm just preparing you okay, I'm, okay i'm just preparing for you for 2023 like i got this idea oh, okay I met, made up this person you know we're talking luxury yacht cruising okay over in croatia Ooh, this is this, this could happen this, this yeah could i want to go thing. to croatia yes. <laughs> well, that's, we'll chat more yeah, about that and you uh, know getting get to croatia is so getting to croatia is so much easier from this side of the world than from before right yeah absolutely, you know? absolutely. um so <laughs> much so so much easier but but what you're doing and i know i i, I kind of deviated a little bit but it was just to highlight pretty much what you're doing by being in Portugal, this is just me looking at basically a 20,000 foot view and going, yep. Lawrence, you're in a new environment. You're leading a life of design. You're leading a life by example, by modeling to your kids exactly what it's like for you. And, and you're showing them the pathway and the process. 
you, you've cleared, you've made some decisions that I'm going to make, I'm going to do things differently here. I've got to reach out. I've got to establish connections. I can't just be passive, mm-hmm. right? And you're establishing your community, you know, and, and we talked about this even when we were in concept form with this the podcast. We basically said, listen, if we're going to get on the podcast and just be another podcast like everybody else, and then I don't want to do it, right? So whoever will listen to us will listen to us, but it's going to come from that place of we want to do something different, right? We don't know what it looks like, but we're open to exploration and, and curiosity. But what you've also done is that you're doing the same thing with your community. You're kind of going out there on a limb and going, I'm going to establish it here on the other side of the world with people I know and some of them I don't know, trying something new. That's what it's about. This is what this podcast episode is about. That yeah. is the embodiment. And, and it was kind of, I kind of led you into that question. Yeah. Um, that information, because to me, it personified exactly what we're talking about, exactly what you've done. Well, it's what this podcast stands for, right? The Wabi Sabi whole thing is about, you know, finding the perfection in, in the imperfections. And we're we're in a discovery phase of our lives. And I think we're always in a discovery phase of our life for personal growth. And I think this is where we encourage, we want to inspire and we want to encourage people to take a chance on themselves. And it doesn't have to be big, massive leads, but take a chance to do something imperfect. Do something and challenge yourself to don't always have to be perfect before you press go and go after it, whatever that is. And I guarantee you every single person who's listening or watching this right now, there is something in you that you've always wanted to do. The question is, is like, what has stopped you? I mean, there's obviously a reason why it's not. There's reasons and and, and uh, why that stopped you, but question it, like why? What, what specifically has stopped you? And there could be very valid reasons of why you haven't done it. But I would then question yourself, are those reasons really valid or did you, are those just excuses? to stop you and prolong the decision that you're about to make. And I think that's really important. We have spoken to so many people that say, hey, I want to move too. That's crazy. Like I, I, we've been thinking about that too. Right. But our decision took. Yeah. I or know. I wish, or yeah. I wish I could I wish. do that. Yeah. Well, you that's can. That's a big one. It's just a plane. Well. It's a plane ride. Yeah. Because you don't, you don't understand. Yeah. No, I understand because I've done it. Right. Yeah. We understand. Yeah. Like everybody has their own reasons. I'm not saying that it was easy. Like, and I'm not trying to paint that picture. This was easy. Um, it's still very difficult. I don't have a home. I'm still living in freaking Airbnb for the last six months. And uh, yeah. it's not, it's not cheap to do that. Anyways, all I'm saying is look at the, what you want to do. What's the excuses. I'm not suggesting you go and do it. I just saying, just question it. Be curious about like, what if, what if, like, what if you actually go and went and did it? What would you learn? How would you become on the other side of that? And you know, we got a very limited, we have a very limited amount of time in on this world, but at the same time, life is long, so much time in this world. So it's like, you got to find that contrast between that life is short and life is long and then go and actually decide what kind of life you want to live. And every moment you have that choice to make that decision. And I think that's what we're trying to do. And, and this episode about networking is about embracing that, embracing that challenge to put yourself in difficult situations, to go into a new community, go into a new networking environment, go into something and explore something new, but it has to be to yourself, you know, obviously who you are. It's got to be intentional. You got to be curious and you, you got to stop wearing masks. All of those things we talked about all lean into like helping you, guiding you through this process to get closer and closer to that newer version that you're trying to become. Beautiful. I've got nothing to add after that, Lawrence. I reckon that's a great uh, right. place for us to wrap up for today and uh, look forward to being with everybody again next time. All right. We'll see you next time. And as always, we're going to be on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram, wherever you can find us on these podcast networks. Uh, please share this though, however, with everybody, because we'll love to have more and more people get insights. If you can getting values of this, maybe, you know, rate us wherever you know, all these ratings will be and uh, to help us spread our message of Wabi Sabi. Talk soon. Bye. 